What's up, fellas? What up, baby? <laughs> Back so, again. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So this is uh, turned out to be impromptu. I was like, uh, I had a guest that we had to reschedule. Called Bo. He's like, fuck it, let's do it. And yep. Bo was like, let's let's do the whole thing together. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's throwback to our, our COVID days when yeah. we used to do the little happy hour yeah. thing. I was like, Peanut, we got to do one again. <laughs> we don't have no shots, though, today. We don't. It's true. <laughs> I, I'm I getting too some, over this. Got shit. some beers, but... Uh, <laughs> I think that's like water, though, man. That's, that's a, a must-have. You know what I mean? So, man, what's been, look, what's been, let's tell everybody what's been going on because uh, you guys have had a lot of shit happen since last time uh, either one of you were on here. A lot of stuff's happened down in, in you know, in the area we're at, mm-hmm. and uh, for business and stuff. So, what's all going on? So, you're when we talked about this earlier, your your reach not everybody's from around here, right? So right, right. As we're talking about this, our little area uh, has kind of blown up we we started i think with four restaurants now there's upwards of seven eight restaurants with uh with another brewery and another brewery coming down here yeah um which i think is neat i mean that's what we wanted it we wanted to just kind of continue to grow that direction um and none of them are chains everybody's you know it's either mom and pop or they um uh have like the brewery for instance uh red river uh Brewing, they like brew their own beer there, mm-hmm. sell their little sandwiches. Uh, they got a uh, hamburger stuff like that, um, and then we got Flying Heart, which I know you've had. Yeah, have you had been on the guys? Jeff yeah, Jeff. Jeff. You've had Jeff on him. Yeah. All right, so Flying Heart, they got their own little thing, and then you got Seventh Tap, which is, you've had those boys on. Yeah, my my people. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so we got, we got them coming. Yeah, now. so they're like, they're so coming. I guess right around the time we did podcast with you last, we had just bought the block. Yeah, and so we had uh, Louisiana Home Center was kind of on the end here. Um, they found them another location in the East Bank that they were able to purchase. Um, so we were left with an empty space, and 7th Tap just felt like a really good fit. Uh, and so then we got a big they, stage out back. Yeah, they signed a lease with us. They're coming. They'll be here in hopefully, what, four months? Yep. They, they've already demoed a whole bunch of stuff. And then the big thing is the stage, man. That's yeah. that's That's been the heartbeat down here, I think, the last – few months uh and our shows have just grown and grown and grown we built this big so, massive stage back there yeah so those that hadn't seen it it's a it's almost like an amphitheater with uh uh table sitting out front fire pit sitting and then there's like lawn chair seating so you can like bring your own lawn chairs yeah. and it's all family friendly cornhole being played kids Gar- running around garage doors on the back of everything so yeah. you can go in and out I yeah. think what you've done here, everyone talked about this, and we talked about this before, probably not on the show, but just in, in passing. Um, everyone used to want to leave here because there was nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And when you went somewhere, they wanted somewhere like what you have now. Yep. So I think it's great that you guys have went places, emulated what people you knew people liked, and then brought it back here. Yeah, yeah you kind of take that vibe that's going on in Dallas. Yeah. Um, kind of your, obviously your bigger cities all kind of have like the they have multiple venues like this so you know you might have one that's your favorite place to go listen to country music ours is we've tied it all in together so you you might be might be rock and roll one night might be country one night uh so uh i think that's what's unique about ours i would say that that you know it's not just one stop for so like three years ago we were begging everyone to come down here and uh (laughs) Man, it just wouldn't happen. It was like, man, y'all are crazy. That thing's, that's old Bozier, man. It's antique rope. Um, 
and I think we just kept piling money into it and piling money into it, kind of just working our way down the block. And now you see, I'd say in the last year, all this revitalization in the boardwalk, which is right next to us, there's plans for hotels, uh, other phases of this hospital that's behind us. Uh, I mean, Top Golf just got, or not Top Golf, but Chase and Aces yeah. just got approved Which by is, Margaritaville. Like a Top Golf. Right. Yeah. So it's just their own version that. of it. I right. Believe, yeah. And so okay. you see it all spreading out. And then I think I just read that, that live entertainment's coming into the old Diamond Jacks. You start putting yeah. all that together, dude. We, we had talked about a, this really being a viable district for years. And this last year, man, has been when we've seen it really starting to happen. It's, it's pretty cool to watch. So I, I would say there's from our our block there's about ten thousand rooms so plenty of places to stay when people are, you know coming in town uh, you got the casinos that are there so you know the, you know talking to for for people that may be traveling right 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 you know everybody's like oh what's there doing Treeport Bozier um, and then I think we're we've created the the bottom line the casinos created the entertainment in the very very beginning. But, you know, who who can go down there and stay for three days and, you know, do nothing but gamble? A lot of people want to come do a little gambling, have some recreational stuff. And I think we've really... We've, oh, it's, and what's cool, too, is it's it. all, all the growth around that. It's all it's all local people. Yeah, like, because it's just all like... All money stays right here. It's just like anything. So, like, you look at, like, Bucky's. Mm-hmm. They put one in Terrell, what, five, what, ten years ago? I don't know how long it was. Yeah. And then a city grows around it. Yeah. Like it, it's its own. It, you you guys are putting something. You putting money and stock and time into here, and since you've done it, it's bringing other people here. It's, it's continued to grow. Yeah, well, it takes, it, but it takes a few it, people to do. And that. so, like we're we were a piece of that. I mean, yeah. obviously, Flying Heart was down here. Of they course. had some stuff going, of course. and like, man, it and people. I think we talked about this last time, or everywhere else, man. It just seems like they're so competitive with each other. And, yeah, and down here it's just it's it's a community of businesses that seem to to work together, and, uh, and it, like now you're seeing the results of that happen. I think. It's, yeah, I think that it's well, it just it, but it takes someone to make the first initial steps. Of course, yeah, the Flying Heart guys were here mm-hmm. initially, but but along with you guys coming coming down here and then everyone working together, it's just it's flourishing into something that's that's bigger than everyone now. Yeah, it took it took some idiots. Well, some it took some people that were too dumb to get in their own way. I've never what? sit you both down and talked about this shit. We uh-huh. talked about it separately, but what, like, looking back, what was the like? You like you looked at each other and said, "Man, we're just not gonna. We're, we I can't do this shit no more." Like, it, what? Wh- how many times did that happen? Yesterday. No, no, I'm talking <laughs> about. I'm talking about the food truck. I'm talking about like. Yeah. Well, starting from the food truck, yeah, it was. That's your hardest. That's your most work. That's your all hours of the day. Yeah. You know, responsible for showing up in the rain, cold, sleet. Um, you know, you lighting, lighting in a metal box. Lighting, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, you just, you, you do it and then you move on to the next one and you yeah. keep moving on to the next one. And, you know, when you look back, yeah, you're like, holy shit, we did all that in three years. Um, but, it was that was probably the hard, the hardest part. Of course, me being single, you know, no no big family matters is a hell of a lot easier for me. Yeah. But he's trying to raise some kids and married life, and you know, work on a food truck all all the time. And then once you finally get the restaurants, then it's you have more 
responsibilities because you got all the employees mm-hmm. and you know you know everybody knows what goes along with employees you got now you have their families you know and, and it's it's just turns into just me and him to 115 120 people that we employ now yeah pretty close like, dude I, I tell you this when we were on the food truck and i think this is why like we have the confidence that to rely on each other now that we have all this uh, man one of us wanted to quit pretty much every day yeah but the other person didn't and it's like i think yeah. i think we just kind of picked each like man i'd be down one day i'm like dude i can't do i can't go anymore that's like, be like i got it yeah like, and vice versa and we've we've done that enough like and i think we both kind of realized like dude none of this would be here if, like we didn't have each other and i think that spirit kind of grew and we started collecting other partners and uh, yeah, and then, and once, then once partners you the became right. managers and then became employees. And now it's a machine of people that, I mean, dude, there's somebody walks in this place, uh, there's probably two or three people every day when they're having a tough time at home. It, like they really don't want to be at work today, but the culture that I think we built off of that is, man, there's somebody else there to pick you up and say, Hey man, like, they're just going to be crazy busy this weekend. Like, what can we do to pick you up? Like, I, I've worked at a lot of restaurants. And I, I, probably the piece that makes us the most successful is the culture of picking each other up. Yeah. And, I think, and I think that kind of started when we were on the food truck. Yeah, leads back to that. Well, I think it. I think shit, it. Shit, I, I can tell you there was a time when me and my wife were going through some stuff. And, you know, Peanut was sleeping on my dad's recliner. Mm-hmm. And then we had this in this spare bedroom. We called it Green Sheets. And it's basically whoever was broken up from her girlfriend, yeah. like, or needed a place to stay because of relationship problems. <laughs> like, they were sleeping on Green Sheets. They sleeping on Green Sheets. Yep. Yeah. So I, I found my way to Green Sheets one time. <laughs> and, uh, and, man, I was really not feeling like going to work. It was like, dude, that's it. That's, that's a wrap on my family. Like, what are we doing? Uh, man, I know for days, Peanut was like, don't even worry about it, man. I got this. Yeah. It's, uh, and I was able to ease back into the business over a couple of weeks. I got some stuff together with my family. Like, Got off of green sheets back in the <laughs> back in the house. Yeah. <laughs> why is it, why? Right, right, right about the time my buddy Dusty uh, got in a, a little uh, tiff with his girl, he moved on to green sheets. Well, for yeah, about a week. Why was it green sheets? I have to ask. No, just the there was it had green, green sheets. It had green my, sheets. Yeah. Yeah. All right, no telling what it had, happened. It had yeah, sheets, I, was, I didn't know if that was part of it. Or <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Dusty, Dusty was there several times. Several times. Yeah. And so, like yeah, he, when when I was kind of getting my time on there, I'm like. Man, these things have been washed. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not, not climbing in there. Oh shit! Well, I mean, yeah. Since since uh, all that, it's 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 funny, but I think it's the what what's it's really surreal what's happened, and just in the little time I've known you guys, seeing all this, you know, kind of come to fruition. But I think uh, I do think there's something to the culture. I think that whenever you come into an area like this, and this is not. It, it's not the same everywhere else. Okay. So you have other areas that are like this, right? There's multiple businesses, mm-hmm. but a lot of times those are franchise businesses. So the culture is not there, right? Like it's a larger, like kind of like if you go to like a, another city and you go to their boardwalk or their larger, like, you know, outdoor areas mm-hmm. with the amphitheater, there's a lot of franchise businesses, but, but here it's all owned and operated by you guys. And so you control the culture. It's, 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 
we 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 have the freedom to let exactly the patron control the culture. Right. Too. That's yeah. Like like once you get into that franchise stage, I think you're you're too tied into budgets and numbers. Man, all right, this this box that mm-hmm. we're going to build has to look like this, and mm-hmm. it's going to look the same mm-hmm. everywhere. Man, we started with one little building that I mean, we had enough money to do the kitchen build out only. And so yeah. I mean, we were pretty much subject to whatever Rick Avery wanted to build in the front. And that's what we were going to go with. But from there, like as business came in, customers would be like, Hey, we want this. And man, Hey, we like, what do you think about doing uh, something on the back? Like, outdoor seating, hey, man, can, we, can we sit in the bike lane? Yeah. Maybe like, <laughs> just, if you want to, let's do that. And, yeah. And I think that's kind of what we've done is we've just chased what. So everything you've done here has been wants. based on requests. Pretty much. A yeah. lot of it, yeah. Yeah, because that's something we never it, talked about. But that makes sense. I mean, so you, people were like, hey, can we and, do this? And most of the time we didn't have the money for it, but we were like, right, you made well, it let's go get it anyway. Yeah. Well, we, knew, we like, knew we wanted to do like uh, live music mixed with, you know, good food, you know, because it keeps that whole entertainment thing going. Yeah. And. So when we started our our first location, it just had a little chair in the corner, with, I mean, uh, amplifier and a guitar, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we get bands. It's like, hey man, we want to come play y'all's place. We think it's really cool. Well, you couldn't put more than three people over in the corner because now you're eating up tables. And so we're like, all right, well let's put a tent up out back. Let them start playing out there. Next thing you know, people were. You know, sitting in chairs outside around them, and it was kind of that's what COVID. COVID was where I think we really embraced like they we're just going to do whatever the public wants. Yeah, like because I mean we were just in survival mode. But when yeah. when we were down to hey man, it's you got to live off of curbside delivery. I don't think we make any money. We couldn't employ anybody. We called the city. We said hey, it's open container district. Can we can we sit outside? How much of this space can we use? I said, all of it. I'm like, well, <laughs> like, okay. So, like, we went to Lowe's. We bought every picnic table we could find. Yeah. But then when customers sat down out there, like, the number one request was, man, we want to watch We want to watch football. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we idiots, and we went out and bought a $100,000 video wall, and, it, like, not knowing how that was ever going to make us any money back. But it was like, let's just do what the customer wants. And we did, and it's paid off, man. It's like... I, I, you've been down here for yeah. an LSU Alabama game. Yeah, it's packed. Yeah, well, but that started all the stuff in the back, and then it was, hey, we want live music, so we just push some drum risers together. And we didn't have a tent on it, like mm-hmm. nothing. It's just some guys playing. Then, then there was a tent on it. Then there was some Christmas lights on it. <laughs> then, then we looked up, and Jason Bolin and the Steelwoods are playing on a stage like you could step through. Yeah, and it's like, man, maybe we need to upgrade the stage. And you upgrade the stage, and then you, next thing you know, you're upgrading lights and upgrading sound. And now there's a million dollars worth of stuff out there. Yeah, that's like yeah. Well, I, I think that I think that what's what's happens. It, I don't know what I mean. It's been like a blink of an eye, right? So mm-hmm. the not only that, you have a whole you have a whole huge event center that's like like an upscale event center down here too now, where the people can rent out, you know, and and use and and, and utilize catering too, like. Mm-hmm. Again, we didn't have a plan for what to do in there. I think we wanted to do weddings, but yeah. it was let's do whatever the customer wants. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just people walk in, they want to do something. We don't want to turn away business if 
we got the ability to do it. We're going to try. And I, I think we've done a high school dance down there. Yeah. We've done middle school dances. Yeah. We did our first uh, conference a couple weeks ago. Yeah, like a three-day so, conference. Yeah. Uh, like serving them breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then letting them party in the alleyway at night. It was and that's, there's a fantastic. Huge, there's a huge um, demand for that because most of the time places, and nothing against these places, but you have these large conference centers or hotels, and they're stuck there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and if they want to do something, they're usually away from everything. So then they have to shuttle or Uber somewhere and yeah, come back. Like no windows. But, the, the one big thing they loved was like, oh, we have windows all over the place. So they get there at these conferences, but they don't feel like they're in a hotel meeting room. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, it, it does make a make a big difference when it comes to that. And then they can walk out back and unwind. Yeah. You know what I mean? When they get done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And make it indoor, outdoor. That was another big, their, their big thing. So, yeah, who would have thought we'd be in the conference game? Like <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought should yeah. be like our catchphrase how, it, it like, should be yeah. no jacks who would have thought how yeah. many years now so what are we looking at so when when would did the the restaurant the first piece start down here 17 17 uh, 18 june june 2018 you were may may 2015 on the food truck and then june 2018 on the yeah on bojack so one business yeah. I mean, but we well we had the one that was in between that was like uh at the like the um aviation center or the, yeah we're just saying down here but yeah down, down, down here was eighteen yeah so so seventeen 18. is when we had the other we were building it. yeah and yeah. eighteen this opens in June of eighteen uh-huh. until now we're, we're almost five years yeah five that's, that's years crazy. and all this has happened in five years yeah which is crazy some days it feels like forty years and some days it's like <laughs> hey, we just started this yesterday like. Well, it just, I, I just remember being here, like I've been around for a couple of years now, just seeing everything, like going from Bojack's just opening to being cool, and then next thing you know, the axe throwing place opens. The that, next thing. That, that started all of it, man. It yeah. Was the first time it was dinner and an experience. Yes. And, dude, I'm just, I'm really glad, like, we, we were able to put those two things together and work together because it's like, once we figured that out, like, Once you and Doug quit button heads. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, it's, uh, that's what he said anyways. But, no, that's yeah. awesome, man. That's, uh, I don't remember. Like, I spent, I don't know if it, we haven't talked about it, but the stage collapsed. In that yeah, well, I was going to get to that, too, yeah. But, I mean, me and Doug were out there all day yesterday pulling wires and pulling lights down. And it's, like, I mean, you're just up there, just the two of us pulling stuff out. And it's, like. And we just we were kind of doing some reminiscing of like man how far we've come like and then how far the business has come like it's pretty neat man it's it's becoming a brotherhood I think yeah between owners and managers and um, and a lot of our staff so uh, yeah we started calling it the East Bank Mafia and then the little shirts come along you know yeah the boy wanted the East Bank Mafia it's a uh, it's just a little catchphrase thing. Yeah, it works. It's though. kind of yeah. Well, that's does. that's the yeah. new thing we're trying too. Is we've been doing a lot of talking with other businesses down here, and I I think we're going to try to take that East Bank Mafia website and create a merchant association. Mm-hmm. Let everybody be involved in that because I think the goal is man when people come in from out of town, they want one place they can go and find everything there is to do. And so, if, man, if you could link to every restaurant in the district, uh, I mean. It, not just the restaurants, but yeah. Bozier Arts Council. Uh, I mean, anything that's down here, and you've just got a list of events. Yeah. Like all the music that's happened in here and at Red River and at Flying Heart. Uh, I mean, that just becomes the go-to when you come to town. 
checking me, the hotel and let me see if I can get this timeline. So Fine Heart Footprint, then you have Bozo Arts Council, then you have you guys, then you op- then Bayou Axe, mm-hmm. then Piro, mm-hmm. and then Chef's Table. Mm-hmm. Chef's small. table and the a, and and the beginnings of Hurricane Alley all right. kind of at the same time at the same time, yeah. and then Hurricane Alley, then Chef's table starts getting busy. So you yeah. decide to buy get the space next to it and ex- expand, expand that. Right. All the while you're doing the entire build out for Hurricane Alley Live, yeah. Yeah. and then all that gets to rolling, and then you have Red River Brewing come in behind that, and then you have Sugar Show open right down here. Um, in the middle of all that, my studio moves here, and then after that, we have now Seventh Tap there on the end. You got you got Sugar Show, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got yep. all of them. And seven ta- seven I was trying to get that timeline correct, but because I've been, I've been I've been here like just looking at all this this whole time, like holy shit, like you run out of room, man. What are y'all gonna do now? <laughs> I think I think I think a lot of us have like an addictive personality. Yeah. And it's like we don't know we don't know how to get still, man. And I like even now, like okay, we're we're to the end of the physical block. I mean, that's two city blocks. That when seventh tap comes, that's the final piece. And where do you go then? And we're already talking about some other projects. And oh so, shit! And then the, <laughs> the the packaging company is something like we're that's some, on another right thing now. we haven't talked about either. Yeah, yep. that's a whole other. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit because a lot of people don't know about that. So this would be a good time to kind of let them know what's yeah. going on. Yeah, especially for people that are from around here that yeah. uh, that may want to be looking into. Hey, how can I find some some good gumbo and they live you know five hundred miles away? Yeah. So we're in the very beginning stages of um, being able to package it, ship it to your front door. Um, there's a third party that we're working with uh, that that'll help us cut a bunch of the shipping cost, but it, it may make it where you can have gumbo, red beans, uh, basically any one of our kind of you know staples that we have on our menu. And there's like um, nine, yeah, nine different products. Be able to like go straight there, um, and then the seasoning line that we're creating, which is it's going to have all your Cajun seasonings and then. Uh, the little barbecue company that me and you yeah. come up with. Yeah, we go. We're, we're the we're the crew Q. Yeah, yeah. Q crew. Q, B, Q crew. Yeah. Uh, BJ's Creole Q yeah. crew. Yeah. And so we're gonna come out with that little line too, and you'll be able to, um, you know, say, hey, I want to throw uh, uh, some uh, pork rub on there or something like that. But it's it's gonna be kind of a one stop shop. It's gonna be online. Uh, we're in the very beginning stages, like I said, right now of it, uh, but. Uh, Look for some of that stuff to come forwards in the, I'd say the next six months for sure. So people people probably don't know what we're talking about. Like when we we very first started Bojacks, the only two people that could do the gumbo, me yeah. and Peanut. And Peanut did it better than me, but like it, you couldn't really trust anybody else to do it because, yeah. I mean, you're developing a roof and you can't manage a business from being over a pot of gumbo or red beans all day long. And man, we were missing everything. We at, tell the story sometimes there's we had about six hundred thousand dollars worth of product go out the window that we never charged for just an over portioning yeah holy man shit. we had money getting stolen from us like because we're trying to stand over a pot mm-hmm. and uh peanuts like i guess one of our purveyors came came yeah. to you and said hey there's a place i think we can develop some of this there's one opening in this company that's in Kenner, louisiana and do they represent like popeyes and walk-ons so peanut was down there six months going every 
every weekend yep. to the New Orleans area, and they develop uh, a gluten-free gumbo yeah. that's boiling bag. They develop creating our, our own line, yeah. you know, our our own line. So the, the the line's already been created as far as food-wise. Right now, it's about how how can you get distribution right to yeah to mm-hmm. to. Two wholesalers and Correct. two and two homes, yeah. Correct. consumers. Mm-hmm. Correct. But but the thing is, we stumbled into that one. It's like we did that for our business, and then it's like, man, dude, we just saved all this money on food cost. Like we get all this consistency in our product. Like anybody in our kitchen can now get this executed. Our ticket times were better. Well, and you wouldn't have been able to scale like you have now if you didn't have. No, it, if you we couldn't handle we yeah. couldn't handle all these people. Yeah, but, like there's there's no way, no way, <laughs> no way. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. But you're so. But the good thing about here's the thing. Look, and I've had a lot of damn food. And no, we are not. We're in North Louisiana, so by no means am I going to say we're Cajun. But um, we know Peanut is. But like. There's something to what you guys have. Like the food is not overbearing for anyone's palate. So anyone that comes in from this town, I mean from out of town to right. here and tastes your food, it's not overbearing. So anyone can try it and say, "Ooh, that's good," but it's not too spicy. It's not too salty. Whereas if you go in the deep south, you know you're gonna get that stuff to where it's just like you know. Because we were down um, in New Orleans a couple of weeks ago doing a competition, and, and I was tasting this other stuff, and I was like, "This, their stuff, your stuff's better." There. And- <laughs> it is. It just is. There's, there's two things that I think, like, I would fight you over one, and Peanut would fight you over the other. And it's mine's crawfish, Peanut's gumbo. Yeah. People always come up and, man, my crawfish tastes like this. My gumbo oh, tastes yeah. like this. That's great. <laughs> like, it's when when we cook at home, our stuff tastes different. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's this is the stuff that's designed to feed all the people that are sitting in front of us. Mm-hmm. It's... Like I, I, like on, 20, on crawfish, like man, we're not as spicy as everybody else on purpose. Yeah, man, we know our we know our demographic. We get a lot of people come in from out of town that come to the casinos. I'm not trying to light them up. Yeah, like the the goal is punch a lot of flavor in our crawfish mm-hmm. and let that be who we are as a business. Now I go home, boil some crawfish. It's gonna it's, be. It's gonna can't be. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be like, hot. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm sure I, I hear. Somebody walk up to Peanut and say and explain how how great your gumbo is and why we should serve your gumbo in this place. Yeah, that's it's interesting. <laughs> it is, and 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 I can say this with I mean my passions is, is in cooking, and but it's how do you feed two thousand people, and we do that on a Saturday and be consistent and consistent. Yeah, yeah, um, because two thousand people are going to have every single person does something different. And so, how do you shoot for the the middle, but still have a, a good enough flavor? And I I believe we found it. I mean, I hope that's real. Weird. I really, th- I mean, I really think so. Like, I don't even like gumbo, and I like your gumbo, and that's yeah. I don't I, hear, I don't need jambalaya, but I like your jambalaya, and I, I think that, it's because it's so, I hear that all the time. I think it's middle of the road. Like, uh-huh. it doesn't have it's not too like I don't like high sodium products, and mm. I don't like I love spicy stuff, but most people don't, you know. So I think it's right in the middle of the road, and you can add stuff to it if you want, but it's it's still like. It's just good, consistent. So part part of the reason Chef's Table, I think, even exists is because, man, you cook for you cook for the people that, just like you said, where you're trying to go down the middle of the road yeah. and please everybody. But Chef's Table, I think, is the place where Peanut gets to experiment more, do some well, more designer. Yeah, type you get stuff. to be artistic there because yeah. you, oh, it you, it's it's all 
custom ordered custom order. and yeah. you can cook anything yeah i'm trying to have three minute ticket times right you can like, you can it's, smoke a gator all day long or whatever smoke a gator we do the the prime ribs the, yeah, the tomahawk the, steaks and yeah, shit like tomahawk that. Steak. Yeah. The, yeah. the stuff that that you can't do you can do in a restaurant but you better have a damn good chef or a damn good cook to be able to crank that stuff out yeah whereas you can you can institute some slow cooking stuff uh, we do a lot of sous vide stuff down there. That is, um, you know, uh, you know, bull to order type stuff. Um, but it's it it's fun and it keeps uh, it keeps me as uh, as the sh- the chef mind to where I get to go back in the kitchen and do a lot of stuff too. Yeah, and that's probably yeah. the place where you would let somebody come in and serve the grandma's gumbo. Yeah, so right, right. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If that's and what then, they want. <laughs> well, that's, well that, and that's so, so true. And we have several times that uh, we we basically have the place um, rented out. And if somebody's favorite thing is, you know, meatballs, I'll say, show me the recipe, or you know, send me the recipe, something that's close, and I'll make what your favorite Swedish meatballs is. Yeah. I'm not serving Swedish meatballs on, on any one of the menus, but I know I know what goes in Swedish meatballs. Yeah. Um, I, you know, if, if your favorite salad is something that has, uh, you know, wonton chips and this and that, man, I'll make it for you. Yeah. Like we can we can get together and, and create a cool menu, um, but it's not something that's going to be like on an everyday thing. But uh, that's why that's why we call it just table. Like plain and simple, it wasn't for. You know, using the the knockoff. I think somebody like there was a, a Netflix series that was called Chef's Table that that was like literally we called ourselves Chef's Table, and then like I flip on Netflix and there's all of a sudden something on Chef's Table, <laughs> and I was like, oh man, people are gonna think we copied that. And it's kind of like, like our load of mac and cheese is kind of popping up everywhere. I yeah, that shit's everywhere now. We were yeah. down at that we were at a competition what two uh-huh. weeks two ago, weeks ago yep. and everybody had them. But I, that's why I told Peanut, I was like, we're bringing the Pepper Jack next year because yeah, we'll they be don't good. have that shit. They yeah. might have a little bit of some bullshit you know, <laughs> out of a box. You yeah, know? they don't have that. But well, it's funny because you have like so Bojax is known for, you know. More than anything, it's like a good place to go eat lunch during the day or a good place to, you know, go have crawfish in the evenings. And then you created this whole other thing on accident, which was Piro, mm-hmm. and that place has become nightlife. Like, yep. it's it's the place to go on the weekends. It's like, holy shit. And then you roll in the stage, and that just adds element to it. But it's like, man, I just don't – I never would have thought, like, just from the outside looking in, like – how just a restaurant would just produce this entire entertainment, you know, space. It, it looks like we're pretty smart, but it, <laughs> I, like I don't. It wasn't by design. Like, huh? No, no. <laughs> just like, like you just do the next thing, man. Like and listen to what people want. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I well, there wasn't any like, you know, uh, scheme behind it or mm-hmm. like, hey, as soon as we get this open, let's do this. The, the business side behind that was, man, that. That building became available. Mm-hmm. Was word on the street like another Cajun place was going to try to come in next door like, to us. <laughs> they would play a little defense. Yeah, and it was like, Peanut, how quick can you get a concept together? Mm-hmm. And we sat down and hammered some ideas out, and like, literally, we're building that building before we had a menu together. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we didn't know what it was going to be. Like, I remember whenever, yeah, I remember we were doing demo, and there was like a bunch of old stuff in there. Like, look at this, like some old. Like printing equipment or something. Oh. Remember all that stuff? Yeah, it's like uh, stuff from like the 1940s. Yeah, like it was like a printing press. Yeah, 
like yeah, the size like of this table. Twenty five thousand pound putting press. <laughs> yeah, it was it was massive. Yeah. yeah, we had we had to drag it out with chains and it just scarred yeah. like dug into the concrete. Ripped uh, the concrete up, yeah. No, it's uh, it's cool because these buildings that we're that we're remodeling, I keep leading back to you know the people that aren't from around here. Yeah, these buildings were built in like nineteen nineteen oh six nineteen oh six to nineteen ten. So you're you're looking at everything down here that's in this area is all you know hundred years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't go into a you can't build you can make something new look old. But you can't you can't do what we're doing, which is like I mean you got the old original bricks. Yeah. Um, if, if you're watching and you're <laughs> deciding how you're going to build a restaurant, build it from the ground. From the ground, uh, not this our, way. This is our. You're yeah. doing a restoration project all <laughs> yeah. the while trying to build out. Yeah, yeah. Start start over. Yeah, it was, it, we could have we could have plowed the whole place. Yeah, you could have saved just, a lot more money that way. Huh? Oh, we but I mean, dude, you, it wouldn't be what it is. It'd it look like a regular shopping center that yeah, you see on every corner. In the middle of, of the middle of something that's a district right. now, you know. Yeah. And so now it's, you know, that's the cool thing. I, I would say the, the other people that have come in, um, Red River did the same thing. They took the, the shell mm-hmm. and remodeled it. Uh, uh, Fine Heart took the old, um, what was it, a fire station? Fire station, yeah. Um, and they did the same thing. The Mexican food place. Uh, I forgot. I left that one out. Son of a bitch. Yeah. They, My they, bad, El Patio. I uh, left y'all out. So El, El Patio. And Luis Italiano. They've been here, though. They yeah. don't even. <laughs> they, yeah, they still They just hang it. Yeah, 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 they are. Yeah. And their building's been here for 50, 60 years. Yeah, a long years. time. And the same thing. And the, they went in, and I think everybody's done a good job on, you know, taking the old stuff and, you know, add your, add your new flair to it, but still keep the 100 year old building to it, which is. You know, it's pretty neat. Well, let's talk about this this music stuff, man. So you, <laughs> the stage is up. It's been booming. It's been booming for the past year, right over a year. Because we, you opened it the weekend. We had our first benefit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was party first, girl twenty two March, right? Party so, girl twenty two was yeah first March third okay. of last year, year yeah. twenty two, and so we're just around over just over a year, and you have this fiasco that happened. This so, is going to come so out. Where, Hopefully this is resolved by the time the show comes out next week. Oh, but dude, like <laughs> I, just, I just walked out on the roof and we're demoed. Yeah, they, they already got all of it off. Like working through insurance, so we had had a bad storm come through about uh, two Wednesday, week, week Wednesday, and a half ago. Yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday of last, and we yeah, still Wednesday, don't know exactly. Exactly, Easter. it was a combination of a lot of things. But man, it it collapsed our stage rooftop overnight. And this is hand. a. Uh, a very 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 expensive uh it's endeavor. Be, it's it's one of the largest outdoor venues in the Arklatex. Yeah. And man, it's got it's got a roof system that goes up and down. Like we did we did not skimp on anything. There's hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment on the stage. It's full light show. And man, it just takes hours and hours of programming and running lights and teams of people to make that happen. And I guess we take a break January and February. We send everything off, get it serviced. And so there's all this put back that's involved in it. And so we've been going now for five, six weeks since, since then. And then we pull up to work and the stage has just collapsed and we don't know what's good, what's bad. Like literally yesterday we were able to get all of the electronics off the stage. There's a demo crew out there as we're talking right now, taking care of everything. And we're testing equipment to find out what still works. But this weekend, 
the plan is to be back on that stage without a roof playing music again. Oh yeah. Okay. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, there's, there's a ton of momentum that we've built there that man, we do not want to lose. We want this to continue to be the spot to go every weekend. And that's, uh, I don't know. It, I think this is part of owning a business, but man, you go from like being all the way at your highest level to just that gut wrenching. How, what are we going to do? How are we going to make it? But I think we've just been through that so many times. It's like, oh, well, let's call everybody and get them, get them to work. And well, that's what I was. That's my next question. Was like, how does that feel for y'all? Like, because I mean, you've already been through it so damn much. Like, from, I mean, we've from lost nothing a, and not we, you know, like we, yeah. we we lost patio rooftop mm-hmm. tw- twice. Yeah, we did a, there was a hurricane. I lost um, the I lost the food truck on the interstate one time. <laughs> Came off the truck. And yep. like destroyed yeah. everything in it. Yeah, like, it's it's just another day. Like that's that's really what it is. Ice storm, ice storm. We uh, we, we lost some stuff during the ice storm. That's uh, he just I don't know. You you keep it going. A lot of people you know rely on uh, the the insurance companies. All this. I, I think this you know maybe the first time that we've actually taken an insurance claim before. We're just like. Let's build it back. Yeah, this is like the only thing slowing anything up is the insurance process because you got to do everything the right way and take mm-hmm. photos yeah. and everything. But yet again, this is the most expensive but, one that's ever. But but I I can say this with thousand percent confidence: if we wouldn't have taken the insurance claim and we put a GoFundMe page up there, dude, that thing would have been paid off in the first hour. Oh, if, I if I can tell you how many people have texted and offered mm-hmm. support, said I'll come out, I'll do this. Uh, yeah. Man, uh, this morning my contractor had to go pick up uh, some straps to hook to a skyjack that would recorrect one of those poles. And they stopped over at Maytech, and they they said, look, no charge. Here's here's the stuff. Go back over there tell them thank you for what they do. Man, the community has just been unbelievable in supporting us from uh, uh, since we've been a food truck. But well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because you're y'all are too humble to say it. But this is not a party spot. It really is an entertainment district. This is not somewhere where you come to get shit faced. It really yeah, isn't. Yeah, now yeah, there's no, there's a, now people do come down here and we, get lit. We want you to is, unwind, right? But this like, is not a this is not a party spot. It's it not is, a frat party. It is no. It's an entertainment yeah. space, and like mm-hmm. some people get the wrong idea or may have that from the outside looking in who may be afraid to experience it. And this is from, you know, if you're in any other area, just to, just to put it in perspective, it's like you can come down here with your family, have a great time. And there's, you're not going to run into no drama. Like, you know, like security is number one. Yeah. I think that's our top priority. Make it safe. Like I, I put, I put that above our food. Like it's, it's gotta be safe. Um, we, we do believe, a lot of work at that. We believe that it's not a security guard, some jacked up dude with a with security written yeah. across his yeah. top hey, flight. Yeah, no, we 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 hire the 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 off duty officers, mm-hmm. um, and we want them to carry their gun. Mm-hmm. We want them to we want them to we want them to carry handcuffs. Yeah, because that means you act up, your ass is gone. But, and, but and the flip gone. side of that, I think we have the right officers down here. Correct. Yeah. Like Roy with the marshal's office. Him and Chad, they get the right people down here. And Cole are, yeah. are here all the time. But like Roy, uh, big jacked up dude, 
Man, he bakes. So, <laughs> like, and he brings cupcakes down here for everybody. Dude, he has made friends with, I think, just, any of the regulars that come down yeah. here. They're, they're not they're not here to, to run people. But then again, if something was to come up, I like that they're, they're able to. And it's, and it's not um, just a, a big guy in a security shirt that's going to walk up to you. This is going to be, hey, right. man, you, you might want to leave this place. you know. And, and that's what I love about our guys. They're, and we're, we're zero awesome. tolerance. Right? I mean, if, if you're watching and you're planning on coming down here and partying, <laughs> hey, like, just be an adult. Yeah, be an adult. Because otherwise we're going to ask you to leave and we're going to tell you, hey, don't ever come back. Yeah. Because How many times have you had to ban people? Oh, there's there's a there's a list of them. Like is it like once a week or is it like once a month? I, I don't think it's once a week. It's not. It's not once a week. It's, no. it's a couple times a month. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's man, I get it. I I was 21. I was buck wild. Like that's not what we're looking for, man. We need we need something for people that man are are going out on a date with their wife. Yeah. They probably got kids. They got to go to work on Monday. Yeah, they don't they, get to get out much. Yeah, they've had a tough week. They want to come unwind, have a couple beers, mm-hmm. eat some food, listen to some music. Like in our mind, that's what our goal is. That's what we want to create. It's you don't always get exactly how you want it, but we're getting pretty close. What uh, What about music? What What's What's that look like? Because you have. I mean, y'all have such a wide variety of music musicians you've been bringing in into here, like from from insane tribute bands to some like big artists. It's just crazy. <laughs> Man, right. So, like, it depends I, on what you, side. Go ahead. I I tell you when we started. We started uh, with I want to say we had your your group for Party Girl, yeah, Party Girl, yeah. Which uh, Molly Ringwalds, which is a tribute '80s, and they're they're actually Jeez, yeah. and they're they're famous from. I, I mean, I've I've seen them, I've seen their post being like they're in Indiana and stuff yeah. like they they travel. It's not like they're just a, a right here band. I actually think they're from New Orleans anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think they're from New Orleans. Um, and then right after that, I think we did a a paid concert that was um, uh, like Stone of the Rue, which is a Texas country band. Um, and then we found out real fast that paid is not the way to go down here, like free concerts. So it's, instead it's, of it's, it's a pain to run a ticketed show, ticketed show. When, when I tell you, you, you work a deal with a musician, so you pay him a guarantee. Then you, then they normally have like a back end deal where they get 85% of ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we have to develop. And a, an expense report that says, "Hey, we paid this much in security. We got this much price on lighting, and it like it's all so subject to whatever you want it to be. It it's not to me. It's not a very honest business model. Gotcha. Like, and then on top of that, did you got to come up with staff that can work the gate and yeah. take tickets? And and if if we're gonna do music five nights a week." That's too big of a hassle to execute. Like, there's no way you can do music five nights a week and try to go through that process because there's there's a whole process of booking with the artist agent, contracts on our side. This has got to be signed. Then they come in. They've got a writer's list. Then you've got a production guy that says, "Hey, these I need your input list. This is these are our technical capabilities." Once you start doing all that back and forth, it's uh. Huh. It's miserable, like, and to be <laughs> honest with you, I think I think we built this thing 
want to have some fun with this. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I would rather flat artist and say, mm-hmm. look, man, we got three businesses. We're going to spread our risk. Mm-hmm. We're going to flat it. Y'all get up there and play some music, entertain mm-hmm. these people, meet some new folks, sell mm-hmm. a ton of merch. We're going to pack this place out and then let us do what we're good at. We're food and booze people. Let us we do that. Partnership with the Margaritaville uh, Hotel because they know they they get to come when they when they book with us. We put them up in a nice room, uh, you know, casino gambling all that, which is kind of cool for the musicians because I'm sure when they travel their little circuit, they may get stuck at the Super Eight sometimes. Yeah, but like we put them in a good you know right good room. <laughs> uh, they, Margaritaville has yeah. been really good to us, man. They uh, have, yeah, they they really good. I sponsor. think they just believe in what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, we try to send them as much business as we can. We let them do some advertisement. And that's kind of our trade. But uh, I don't know, hotel rooms, that's a huge expense. And being able to take that out helps us a ton. It's because... Uh, Musicians, they travel. Like, I mean, I'm, you may have to book seven rooms yeah. for one band. For one band, yeah. You have multiple bands. Multiple, or, yeah. and multiple, yeah, I mean, multiple days. And yeah. yeah. And then, God, I mean, you just you, the expenses keep adding up. So we, we do the free shows. Uh, we take on all the expense. And we want people to come out and stay for 10 minutes if you want to stay for 10 minutes because you like one song. Uh, and that's all you wanted to hear was, you know, like a song from our Bon Jovi cover band. Yeah. And then you hear it and you leave. Or you want to stay for five hours and listen to the entire concert. So, so like the, first, the first show we did, we did with y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, man, we were just trying to figure it out. And one person showed up with a camping chair, and it was my dad. He pulled it out of his truck, <laughs> and he was like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull those out I, like, I, like I own the place. And I think a couple people saw him with a camping chair, and the next, the next show, like three people had camping chairs. Now there's a whole section uh-huh. next to the stage where people bring their camping chairs. They might get up and get a beer. We mm-hmm. don't know if they're eating. Like, but, man, they had to pay for music. Yeah. They just came, set the camera chair up, they hung mm-hmm. out. You know what? If they had a good time, they didn't spend any money with us, hopefully one day they come in on like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. or at the very least they go tell their friends, like, hey, that's a cool spot. Yeah. And, and then you got to think, marketing-wise, we're not having to dump a bunch into marketing because I'd rather you go tell all your friends and really grow it word of mouth. And well, so that, that's that, the advantage of going with a free show. Well, that reproduces like a target audience that you want to keep, you know, keep yeah. in here. Whereas if you're doing ticketed all the time, it's like you're, you're kind of, you're stuck to one demographic. Who wants to pay to see that artist? Look, I, I say when we first started only original music, but uh, then what we, you said, <laughs> but, but, but then we get back to what we were talking about, about we're going to listen to what the customer wants. I'm pretty sure we had there was, there was about ten a group of ten people that were regulars at Bojacks came in and they were like, "Look, we got like we collected like five hundred bucks. We take this five hundred bucks and put it towards it was a Van Halen tribute band." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Keep your money, <laughs> like y'all been coming here long enough. We'll see if we can book them." And so we booked them, uh, and I was like, I, "Whatever, but this is for them. Just we're still learning what we're doing." Dude, 2,100 people showed up to that show. Yeah. And I was like, Brian was like, tribute bands every weekend. And I'm like, Dude, like, I still want to keep it mixed up. Yeah. But the tribute bands are out here because that's what people are asking us it was. to do. And, then, and when I say that Van Halen, 
Dude, he did like an hour show of like Hagar, and he did like an hour like and he and he changed clothes. Like <laughs> he come out and did like the whole thing, and uh, we got to talk to him after the show was over. They were kind of in our green room, um, and they were they were talking about it was one of their most fun shows. And these guys travel; they travel to the country, and it was one of their most fun shows for the musician to, to well, come out a, and play. That's another thing um, too, because and that, that made us feel good. We're like, you have a venue that's not, it's just just over a year old, and you have all these artists that are wanting to come here, that to. are blowing y'all up to come here. They are. You know what I mean? Let me let me apologize <laughs> right now to every band, every band that uh, is trying to get a hold of me. Yeah, like it's like most venues have like. A bunch of booking agents, like man, I, I do the booking. I do all the graphics for every band. I mean, we we go out of our way to promote everybody who's here, and it is extremely time consuming. And then you throw on top of it, man, we're running all these other businesses. Uh, like, I'm sure bands are like, I can't ever get in. I can't ever get through to anybody, dude. I got. 900 missed text messages on my phone. I, like I'm doing my best. All I can tell you is please keep sending your stuff. Hopefully I'm going to click on it. Like I, I, we want to give everybody a chance. We want to mix it up variety wise. We want original music. We want uh, South Louisiana. We want yeah, some rock. We want horns. We want, we want all of it we, because we want to hit every demographic that's out there. There's only so many days in the year. And we book out so far, and then syncing it up with other people's calendars is tough, too. You're booked out like six months already, right? Well, you'll see like local musicians that are trying to book next month. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm six to eight months out. Exactly. But I have to be because we're also trying to bring in regional and national acts. Yeah. And, dude, they've already released their fall fall calendar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) That's all I can tell you. It's It's, working, though. we're, We're doing our best. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the um, one of the best artists that we've had, uh, who's all over the radio now, um, Corey Kent. Corey Kent has a song that's like "Wild as Her," uh-huh, and it's he's it's blown up. I mean, this, platinum. Platinum. This this is all over the United States, um, and he released that song here. It was his first time to play that song publicly. Nice was here, and I I. Took, I, I, I drove him to the casino after the concert was over and uh, kind of talked to him about, hey, what y'all think about the thing? He goes, I couldn't believe that all we did, because it was on Spotify. You know, Spotify was like, you know, the big release. It hadn't made the mainstream radio. And he goes, I couldn't believe there was, you know, 100 people that were out there. He was number one country on Apple iTunes for 38 weeks in a row with a yeah, song. Holy shit. And, and we just booked him. We booked him uh, like... Oh, it's crazy how we booked him. This this room, <laughs> he was in... Like, they slept in this room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... They did. The, they did the crappie expo at the... Was this the at convention the convention center. center. Uh-huh. And they had booked Corey Kent to come play that. They forgot to book him a hotel room. And I think he played to like 10 people... And I, I remember them pulling up. I mean, he, at this time, he was in a van. He wasn't in a tour bus. Uh-huh. Pulls up in his van, and David had done a songwriting competition with him. And he was the only person that Corey knew in town. And he was like, he called him. He was like, dude, I don't even know where to find a hotel room. We're like, dude, we got got the podcast room and the green mm-hmm. room upstairs. Yeah. Like, let me run some blow-up mattresses over there. And <laughs> they blew up some mattresses, and they slept in here. Oh. Um, and then I guess he, when he was leaving, and I just thought it was 
bullshitting, but he was like, look, man, I owe y'all one. Like, I'm going to come play a show for cheap mm-hmm. when y'all get that stage done. Mm-hmm. And, man, I just, I, we'd send him a text. We were like, hey, we got the stage done. He's like, I'll play for $1,000. And so we booked him for 1000 bucks, and he came down here and played while he's number one on Apple iTunes. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's probably the most humble. There, there's there's a handful of really humble musicians, and he was definitely one of them. Like, real big family guy, uh, Christian dude, like just not your typical rock star. And me and, just, him, me and him, uh, we had a good run on the roulette table one night. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, he he understands. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still, still off the circuit, but yeah, yeah. yeah really but no, no, now guy. now he's touring with like Jason Aldean. Yeah, like literally, he was supposed to open for Parker on the Parker McCollum on the first show, and then Stillwoods ended up taking the Stillwood, lead schedule. Yeah, yeah, because I think he's he's literally out on the road with like Jason Aldean. Shout, and, shout out to Brad Gaines. So yeah. the Stillwoods, um, their tour manager, man, they were blowing up, busy. They're touring the country. They're on their big Prevost bus. And Brad let them book a show on like our crappy stage. Mm-hmm. They came and played that. They came back and played the big stage. But in that process of getting from that little stage to the big stage, man, John Vance had all the technical stuff and had his ideas of what he wanted. But Brad would call us and give us input just all the time on. Hey, you need to have this. You need guitar world over here. Like, if man, if you could do some stairs over here. So I always joke around with him. He called me when they played in town. Was like, "Hey, I'll give you passes if you bring me some mac and cheese." And so, <laughs> so I went to the show, and man, I was like, just I, I joke with him. I, like, I always tell him that's the Brad Gaines Memorial Stage at Hurricane Alley. <laughs> like he likes that, but, but that's been what's really cool about the whole music thing. We relate to these musicians so well because we we did the same thing they were doing. Just instead of playing music, we were cooking po' boys. Yeah. And we we drove our food truck all over the country. Yep. Like we slept in the food truck. Like yep. and uh, they they do the same thing. With, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not near as glamorous as like no, everybody it's not. makes None it. Of it's glamorous. It, it no, is, everyone, everyone it's brutal stuff, and yeah. like there's, there's nothing. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you, 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 for them, they wake up and they're like, they don't even know what city they're in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're like, hey. it's like every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you ever think y'all would be this linked into the whole music thing? Like, no, that's something. No, that's it's just no. this a whole other part of it that never we you know wouldn't have come about had you know those little things develop. You know, yeah, we uh, we wanted to have Whiskey Myers. That was one of our big people. You know, we're we're big Whiskey Myers fans. Way too and, expensive. Well, they they but were we they were, but they they were in town uh, for a two day show in here in Shreveport. Um, and they uh, they invited us uh, personally to come backstage, and because uh, you know through one of the music people that we you know mutually knew, uh, next thing you know they were out playing. I think they like played around the golf so, here in town. All this so like th- this is so, a funny story how this started. So Jamie is their bass player, and so him and their percussionist like they they rolled into Bojack's off an Uber. Yeah. Uh, and the Uber had turned the wrong way. It was supposed to be taking them somewhere else. I think he was trying to take them to Saltgrass or something. And uh, they ended up here. Uh, and got to talking to him. And I, I knew who they were instantly. I've seen Whiskey Myers a lot of times. Uh, 
started talking to him and then he starts talking about really getting into like these Viking shows on Netflix. And he's like, man, I went to, I went to Academy and I bought me a spear. I was like, have you thrown that thing yet? And he's like, no, dude, I'm dying to though. And I was like, well, Doug's got spears at Bayou X. <laughs> and then we went over there and started throwing spears. The next thing we know, it's like, hey, you want to go, want to go play around golf? They were here for two days playing at the municipal. Mm-hmm. That was really cool, man. That was, I mean, that's, that's my, that, that's the band I chased around. I think we went and saw them in, uh, we've seen them in Pensacola. We've seen them in saw Oklahoma. Saw them at the wharf with the yeah. AC out, having to do an indoor yeah. show. Yeah. Wow. Seen them in Oklahoma City. Several times in Texas, um, so yeah, they're they're kind of our little, they're our little. Y'all, y'all are fanboys. We are. <laughs> uh, so it's fun when they when they invite us backstage, um, at the concert, you know. And would it not have been for us having all of our stuff, you know, going, meeting these people, and you know, the different. That's, that's part of why we're successful at this. Is like you hear that saying, "Man, you, you do what you love." Like, dude, I love music. It's like, and so being around it all the time, like, like, yeah, we, we fangirl on some people sometimes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's different on this side because you see them for, like, you get them as like a real person versus the artist they're portraying there's on There's so stage. many acts, there's so many acts out there that, um, they're not, they never make it to the huge stadium tour mm-hmm. and they fit the bill, but for some reason, a lot of people can't ever get them because of the restrictions of the area. Yeah. Well, now you can fill that gap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're in like, great... Like we're, Tab Benoit, I, I, I've, I had to go to New Orleans or Dallas to see him. Why wasn't he playing here? Now he did. You know, it's like, holy shit. Man, we're, you know? we're, the, we're one of the best routing spots you're going to get mm-hmm. because that Dallas to New Orleans happens all the time. Yeah. And when they can mm-hmm. fill a weekend, you know, or catch you on the way back or catch you going to... Um, it, it just works for everybody. Like, and that's, that's what the agents are looking for is like, Hey, how do we, how do we build a run? Yeah. That's the perfect run right there. So. Yeah. It's that. And then, um, we're about the same distance to little rock, which is about half the distance to Nashville. So we've had some of the little artists, I say little artists, they've been a little bit bigger, but they, they'll send music to Bo and whatnot and be like, Hey, we're, we're making a stop in Little Rock, and we're making a stop in Rogers, Arkansas. Can we come down through Louisiana because we're we're headed to Dallas? So it's you know the yeah the, that's, not, that's, the, that's the tricky part is like man like and we're still learning, but it's like yeah. dude, how do you sync everybody time wise and make everybody happy? I mean, every once in a while I'll get dude, I'll get the I'll get that that message or the pop shot on Facebook like. Oh, y'all just leaving us on red, man. I, like, and you're I'm leaving not, everybody on red. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it's is like, what it is. Like, I can tell you right now, I know you. You're not, you're not intentionally doing that. <laughs> it's, if, man, and if, if we could pay somebody to do it, we would. But then again, it, like, it, there's a culture piece to this where, like, dude, that's an expression of who we are. Like, yeah. It's, well, what's the, what's the, What's the largest turnout you thought was going to be a flop so far this year, past year? This, the past year or yeah. you of the first year we were open? No, no, no. Here, like entertainment-wise, like on the stage, you're like, oh, we're going to have them here. I don't expect anyone to show up. And then I'm, it just like. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm not a big, in, I'm not a big uh, church person. Yeah. We do a couple of these church things. 
Man, they, they show. Do. We, we do they worship show. night. Like, yeah. Worship uh, night once they show. a quarter. They show out. I thought I was like. You're like, they're not, nobody's coming out here for that. Man, who's who's going to come out here and listen to some, you know, some yeah, church, we, ba- some we baptized 45 people on, under <laughs> yeah. the patio at Chef's Table. Yeah. yeah. And so worship night. And yeah, it turned, turned into a whole big event. But it's a thousand uh, people out here. That was probably my biggest. I was like, like all right. We had, when they presented it to me, I'm like, yeah, let's do it just to see. Oh, there was there had to be 2,000 people out here. Look, what, they were, they what were, gets me excited is seeing, especially our local bands, seeing their crowd grow. Yeah. So, so like, for example, the Holodecks have always been great. I, I, mm-hmm. I will tell you right now, Doug was like, that's my favorite band. <laughs> we're getting them. And so, like, we did. And I, like... Holodex is a... It's is a, a 90s cover band? 90s cover. So they do everything from Nirvana. Yeah, we've had them. Uh, we did... Stone Tool Pilot, stuff we, like that. We had them do a 90s theme party crawl one year. They're great. They're, yeah, they're, they're great. great. And I think yeah. we've, had them, we've had them three times. Mm-hmm. And first crowd was okay. Second crowd was pretty good. And then this was just a couple weeks ago. Uh, dude, they had this place packed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, what's cool is, you know, we stand behind stage and we're up there taking photos. And, like, you see the audience giving it back to them. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's like, I put a video on Facebook. It's just of uh, the crowd singing back to them. And it's like, dude, we had, we had like this big a part and all those people being that happy. And uh, like, I, one, one of the holiday shows was in the rain. And this is probably my favorite memory of the whole thing. There was, we, we lowered the roof. It was the first time we'd ever done that. We'd just gotten waterproof speakers in, and we were like, we're going to test it out. Like, don't stop the show. Just keep going. And a whole bunch of people stayed out in front of the stage. And there was a dad with two two boys. Uh, I'm assuming were his sons. And they, they had to be like 10 years old. And, uh, dude, the dad started headbanging, and it was the first time, like, those kids had ever headbanged. And they are just covered in water and they're right at the front of the stage just like slinging water on each other. I bet they did that for like an hour. <laughs> and it's like, man, those kids are never going to forget that. Like, that's his, that's, that's going to be one of their happiest memories of their whole life. I remember when we were with dad headbanging in front of the stage? Like, that's what makes all the bullshit that goes behind this makes it worth it. Yeah, like, I mean, I, it makes sense, man. It really does because you, you develop something down here that it can't be duplicated anywhere else because the culture can't be duplicated, right? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be something completely different somewhere else. But yeah. as it sits where it's at and what it does works. It does. And it works by, for all by, applications. By from, the grace of God. From, man, someone, yeah, from someone getting baptized to someone having a yeah. reading rehearsal dinner and then partying out back with every, you know, with random patrons to yeah. To a corporate event, to Craw- damn crawfish to, cook-offs, uh, craw- yeah, to uh, to military appreciation. Yeah. I, I just weekends. think it's crazy. Like we do weddings at chef's table, and then I've seen breakup parties and divorce parties <laughs> at Bayou X. Where you take you take your <laughs> oh, ex shit. and you put them on the. I didn't know that was a thing. And, and yeah. you throw axes. I didn't at know that was a thing. You put That's their hilarious. picture on it. Oh, dude, it's you bring hilarious. all your friends with you. Yeah. I've seen them do corporate parties over there, and the boss puts their picture up, and all the employees get to throw axes at the boss. <laughs> oh my, that's pretty clever right there. Oh, that's hilarious. But again, it's just people doing 
Like, they come up with this. Like, we just give them a space to do it in. My favorite thing about you, Axe, is the pictures and the urinals. <laughs> if you, you go to the men's bathroom and you walk in to take a piss and there's, no, a, girl there's a girl laughing, pointing down at you laughing. Yeah. It's the funniest yeah. shit ever, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, you know, I, I love it, man. I love what you guys are doing out here. I'm excited. I'm excited just to be like a small part of this and, and, and to be down here and like just to, just to see it firsthand now. You know, I could see it from afar before, but now like experience it firsthand. And every single time, I walk into the alley, something new is going on. You know what I mean? It's really neat to see all the new business that comes out of this place. Like Chase and Aces, when they were getting everything together, dude, there's billion, like a, just a large group of billionaires sitting mm-hmm. in that back room coming up with this awesome plan for the city. Like mm-hmm. you, you'll see city councilmen sitting together oh. and talking and coming up with stuff like, uh, like we're doing these BNI groups now, uh, like our banker's son, uh, Zach put together, a like a happy hour BNI that's coming up. I just, I, I, I talk to people at the bar at Bojack's all the time and they're like, dude, this is my lucky spot. Like it's every time I come in town and I come to this place, I pick up business. That's cause there's just this community where people feel comfortable talking to the person sitting next to them. That's all it is. I mean, like, it's, yeah, it's, that is exactly what it is. It's it, you can come here and meet, you never meet a stranger and it's indirectly, whether yeah. you're someone who's closed off or someone that's social, like if you go in there and sit down and not even have drinks to have lunch, whatever, like you're going to meet someone every damn time, unless yeah. you're just not looking up from your phone, you know what yeah. I mean? You're going to meet someone. It's a big networking spot, I guess. Well, I don't know. The, I think, look, and I think over I've experienced a lot down here with you guys, but I think the most, the biggest thing that stands out to me anytime I come down here is everyone is happy to work here. I'm sure they're not sometimes behind the scenes, but what I'm saying as a whole, when you go into operations, you can't tell someone's having a bad day, even if they are. Yeah. It's like we preach the leave it at the door. Yeah. Like we do the best we know how to, I think taking care of, of our employees too, because we've been there. Yeah. You've been a line cook. I've been a server. Like there's not anybody in the building that hasn't done every job. Like if you're asking somebody to do something, well, they've, they've probably seen us do it. Yeah. Like, they, they know you could do it. So it's not like, yeah. You want to tell them a story with the, when we let the lunch shift go? <laughs> oh yeah. Tell me about this shit. <laughs> right. We've, uh, we, we, it's it, not, not only the, the one time it's happened several um, but you're, you're looking at, you know, when you, when you look at your staff, you look at them in the eyes and they're like, you know, they, they tell them, Hey, we can do your job. So, you know, um, I don't want to ever say like you're replaceable. I hate, right. I hate that right. when people say you're replaceable, you're replaceable, man, I don't want them to feel like that. That makes them feel like shit. I want them to feel like they're a part of something. You also don't want to feel um, leveraged. Yeah. You won't feel leveraged. Right. And so, uh. I don't know, it was, it was, uh, happened on, um, maybe a Sunday. Could have been, um. I don't ever want to do this again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we just said, hey, they were, they were being garbage. Nobody was, you know, kind of doing their little thing. Yeah, we were running like 45 minute ticket times at yeah. lunch. Ooh, and that's, that, y'all and, run like a five minute ticket time. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. Like seven, that. seven, seven yeah. is, uh, yeah, you know, I was closed. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we said, hey, Y'all carry your ass. Yeah, the, probably the, the, the entire lunch crew. 
uh-huh. y'all all leave. Yeah. yeah. Me and Peanut got this. And then we got we'll, back there and got it. And then we'll say we'll start over tomorrow. We'll, we'll tell we'll tell them to start over to, tomorrow. You know, we'll say, hey, y'all come with a fresh attitude tomorrow. Yeah. Y'all get out of here today. You, you're not you're not you know being what you need to be. Me and him trying to knock it out. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was tough. No, none none of them came back. And it was three months, <laughs> yeah. three months of me and Peanut in the kitchen every lunch, yeah. and it's seven days a week. And then we would, we didn't have a dishwasher, so yeah. like you would dishes, just let the, the dishes pile up, and mm-hmm. then the night crew would come in, and then we spend all night washing dishes, and then get up and do it again. Man, I, like the night we started, that, that was, was brutal. We still had our night crew, so all we had to do was work lunch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It's it's a five man kitchen. It's two guys trying to do it, yeah. and it's just I don't. Know. We worked it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I don't know. It's just one more thing. You know, it's just one more thing. That's people are going to respect you for that. Everyone's going to respect you for that. You can you can come down here and do every part of this you know job that it entails, and so your team's going to respect that and say, okay, well, if he There's, gets on my ass because I'm slacking. He knows how it should be done, so it's a fault of mine typically. So, like, this is something I think I've learned along the way and this is what comes with dealing with employees and when we started I, we very much wanted to be like a pat you on the back hey man good job mm-hmm. like man you did great like and and you would think that's the way you build a great culture I think the truth is people thrive on structure and consistency mm-hmm. and if you're consistent preaching what it is we're supposed to be doing and holding the expectation all the time. People know what to expect out of you. And it, and they know that that never changes. So when they they come in, they know what's expected, they do it, and then they don't have to be stressed. Like, And I think that's been the key to what you said, where it seems like they enjoy being here. Yeah. Well, they make a lot of money. Like, They get compensated well. They know what to expect. They can come in like adults and do their job. They can go home. We're, dude, I I don't care what you do in your personal life. Like, I just know that we're always going to put the customer first here. We preach that. And after once you get in that mindset, I think everything starts taking care of itself. And, and then the employees themselves build their own culture. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and look, it just seems like everyone wants to play music down here. Everyone wants to work down here. Everyone wants to hang out down here. Like, I, I, you just got to get that going, man. <laughs> Luckiest rednecks in, uh, in Louisiana. I, we we joke about that lightning in a bottle sometimes, but you know, if you're if you're if you're not open minded enough to accept it and just like literally be like, man, we we had some good breaks. We worked we worked hard for it. But, yeah. You know, there's there's some good breaks along the way. Yeah. That's that's literally the way we, we we've never slept through any opportunity. We were never asleep when an opportunity came by, like so. And we, whereas most people, yeah, it makes sense. That's a good. That's just, a good point. It's yeah. Gotta be present, yeah. man. Half, that's half the battle. Just show up, tie your shoes, <laughs> go to work. If and, opportunity presents itself, you take that opportunity. <laughs> take that opportunity. It, yeah, it is. Uh, and, you, and don't overthink an opportunity. Yeah. Like it's, you, you know, in your gut if it's a great opportunity or not trust your gut. Yeah. Do it. And then put whatever work goes behind it. I think everybody else tries to 
plan it out and say, I mean, these are all the reasons this won't work. Yep. Yeah, they try to create a balance sheet and pros and cons. Pros and cons, yeah. yeah. Just and say, the, this, then all of a sudden the cons start weighing on you. Yeah. <laughs> Kids don't learn mm-hmm. spreadsheets and Excel no. in high school. That's We highly uh, advise against it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, you can over you can overplan your way out of a lot of yeah. success. Yeah. Well, I've had fun today, guys. Yeah, I'm glad we did this like last minute. Anything anything well, last last uh final thoughts or anything you want to throw in there before we wrap up? Let's see, final thoughts. Um be looking out for DJ over here. He's he's he's, he's coming hard with the barbecue. Oh, <laughs> man, we kicked ass in that competition. We did, but it was it was we, not we gotta, me or just you or just no, no, Brian no. or Josh. Like collaboratively, we kicked we, ass. We got eleventh out of ninety one teams. Yeah, so it was our first time to do any competition. Yeah, so y'all y'all watch out for Team uh, BJ's Creole. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're, we're coming at y'all. Anybody that's out there in the barbecue competition world. <laughs> yeah, there. I'm already getting some emails. So yeah, Are you? yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. That's a whole other damn. That's a whole other can of worms, man. It's a whole oh, other community is, that you didn't even know existed. You know I mean? didn't until we until we did the last yeah, one, yeah. and it's so fun. There's uh, what they have um, sixty thousand people there, something like that, man. Three point six million raised. I believe three point six million dollars was raised for stuff. Yeah, and then they had um, uh, what we had uh, musicians. There was. There was music for like two days. Oh yeah, dude. There was bands. There was four. It, four it was like right up your alley. Any, like any of them? I got a book. Four I, stages. I'm sure. I'm probably, sure. I probably can't afford them. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's a lot of there's a lot of mid level stuff there. Yeah, and then I there had a few big acts. Yeah, and then the the midnight party was like Master P. Yeah. <laughs> like, like oh yeah, yeah it's good times. Hell yeah. No, we we uh, thanks for having us on, man. I, um, the, the only the only thing I got is if you're watching this video. Keep coming to Hurricane Alley. We're going to keep doing the shows. It's, yes, the stage is down. If you think that we're down for the count, we're back up this weekend. Yeah. Come out. Hang out. They're going to continue to be free. Give us a couple of weeks. We'll have a roof on that thing. But we're still going to have a light show and still going to do everything we do all the time. If you're not from the area you know, and you're passing through, look up East Bank Mafia. Hell yeah. That's it.